you know how hard it was to find owl fat? No. Do you know how hard you, it was to even, find owl fat? Dude, I don't even want to know how you got the fat of the owl. Or did you I, find that I the had fat to just go lying around? Buy owl fat from a vendor. Okay. From a vendor. Was it a free trade owl fat? I mean, like, how did they... Well, I had to trade them for the owl fat. I didn't have enough money, right? So, like, I ended up having to do, like, their dishes. Yeah. And massage their cat for three hours. (laughs) Fucking disgusting. You know what? Cat massaging is a very reputable profession, man. Okay, I'm sure it is. Do not. Do not cast aspersions on cat massaging. I would prefer to be a cat massager. (laughs) than deal with academic bureaucracy at this point. Welcome to Words for Dinner, the podcast that really cares about you and what you're doing right now. (laughs) My name's Max. Uh, And I'm Mike. On this month's episode, we have a word that many of you probably don't care about. Mm. In fact, we don't care about it. Yeah, nobody does. We don't have feelings about it one way or the other. Yeah. And we don't care that we don't have feelings about it. (laughs) And that word is apathy. (laughs) What if... Yeah. Like, I can't even say that I don't care about it because that would be too much. That would be investing Mm -hmm. too much into it. Yeah. No, the episode ends here. Now I mean, we don't actually talk about the word. We just we don't even care. We just said we're going to talk about apathy. Fuck it. All right. And just get off. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about it. But you know what? The mm-hmm. fact that we're talking about it, total accident. Mm-hmm. It's incidental that we're yeah, even doing it. You're right. That. You're right. It is incidental. I would just as uh, much rather to you know go out and eat a burger right now. Yeah. Or... A Van Cal burger. Oh, I see what you did there. That Man. was... That has never been done before. <laughs> you are so <laughs> clever. Who else has done Max that to you? Max Gray. Who's done that to you? Gray is your last name. <laughs> yeah, and I resist yeah. that every day. Slace Gray. Every day. It's more of like an iron gray. Ugh. Mm. So how you been, man? Good, dude. Yeah. I'm really glad you shared with me some of the etymology of your name just now. Yeah, you're welcome. It's really nice to know about that. I hope that makes it into the, the beginning so that people aren't confused. <laughs> I hope so, too. We'll see. We'll have to check. If not, it can be we like to make mystery. Them, we like to make them short, so yeah. maybe we'll have a longer one this time. Yeah. That'd be well, good. Or it can be a mystery, right? Like yeah. the lost episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was speaking to one of our listeners yeah. of the podcast, a.k.a. one of the people who have uh, emotional investment in one one or mm. both of our lives. Right, right. A.k.a. my friend Paul, oh, who yeah. lives in Chicago. <laughs> okay. And... Uh, he uh, he said it was. Uh, he's been looking forward to trying to find the lost episode. Oh, really? And I feel like this is something that we're going to have to actively go on a journey or a sojourn for. I'm pretty sure it's all under Paul's bed. Actually, he it should just look be. under there. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I don't know if he's checked there. There's a lot of stuff under Paul's bed. Probably. I once found some owl blood under there. That's owl fat. It was owl fat. There was owl pellets. That's you know, they, you know, it was an dude, owl. Dude, you know, owls just puke like the most god awful thing. Like a human being puke isn't very pleasant, right? Well, but like, how do you owl, know about owls? I don't. You didn't you like take a field trip when you were in fifth grade to like you know like the an menagerie or something? A zoo? Are you talking yeah. about a zoo? Like, I don't know. I don't know if there are any owls at the zoo. Where, I don't know. Don't you? What's your owl experience like? I have very little owl experience. Have you ever talked to one? Tried to? I'm not sure how 
No. Howl? I'm not sure how owls <laughs> work into this. You're sure howl owls? Yeah, Feast, this is just feature. too much. I know. All right, let's move on. Point yeah. is, owl pellets are really gross, though, man. You should check yeah. it out. Actually, yeah. I'm going to show you some pictures later. Okay. But anyway, I wouldn't care if we did or didn't do that. Okay. I got you. Um, so, apathy, right? Yeah, so that's our main course. That's our, that's main, that's course. our main course. Yeah. We're going to get right into it. How do you feel about what's going on with you right now? Um... I feel like we're stretching this apathy joke pretty pretty thin. Do you, um, I could care less about this you, joke? Right. Okay. This is getting meta right now. Right? Um, okay. No, no, I'm excited about this word. Right. Okay. And the reason is is because uh, since we've been doing this podcast, yeah, I have been drawn to mm. more listicles online. Right. I'm sure you feel me here, and uh, also books. They talk about words. So, like, listicles mm. that are about words, yeah. books, same. I found this one book called The Book of Human Emotions. Oh, heavy. Heavy title. Heavy title there. The book is so good. Um, but, yeah, it's really cool. So, this woman, Tiffany Wyatt Smith, or Watt Smith? Yeah, Watt Smith, sorry. Um, the Wattmeister. Uh, she talks a lot about different uh, words that mean different emotions. And she mm. takes from a bunch of different languages. Man. It's a pretty short book. It's pretty easy. She has, like, mini essays okay. on each of these feelings, right? Oh. So I thought I thought it was pretty cool. I got really excited about it. Man. And what kind of inspired me to kind of suggest this word for this month. I got kind right? of excited about it when you told me about it, too. Yeah. Because it sounds like a good book. Yeah, yeah, it's actually kind of cool, right? So yeah. I haven't finished it, but I've gotten yeah. through bits of it, and it kind of lends itself to flipping to a random word and just reading what she says. Man, um, she's a pretty good writer, right? Honestly, cool, cool. Um, but she talks about the word apathy mm-hmm. and defines it. So mm-hmm. one of the things that she does is she writes these mini essays about mm-hmm. each word, mm-hmm. and she I think they're actually pretty kind of beautiful right nice so she talks i'm gonna read the kind of the end the end of her thing because we're going to talk a lot about some of the things that she brings up like stoicism and then kitty genovese right if you don't know about kitty genovese interesting Mm -hmm. like uh, Mm a little moment of sociological history Mm -hmm. which is this woman who get uh, the short short version woman gets murdered in new york Right. The police claim that over 30 people, right, or it's something like 39 or it was something. A big crowd. Yeah, a lot of people uh, were witnesses to the murder, meaning like it was in an alley, their windows were nearby, right? Yeah. There were a lot of bystanders, <laughs> right. right? And it spawned this whole level of social psychology, right? Or um, understanding of like social interactions. Right, because nobody about, stepped in, right? Yeah, right. So it talked to, it spawned this study, these studies of um, why people don't do that, like group mentality. Yeah. But it was found out later through other research that this is completely untrue. Whoa. That most people called the police. What? That most people made reports to the police. What? Right? And it was a misinterpretation or a misquote. Oh. Like, so the journalist misunderstood or, like, didn't, like, or purposefully, like, there was, like, some people believe it was a purpose, right? There's kind of okay. conflicting stories yeah. online. There's conflicting stories. But basically, the, the article that was published, right, yeah. that said nobody did anything. That wasn't accurate. Not true. Right? So, wow. So then there's like okay. all these interesting things about like how the Kitty Genovese thing doesn't actually prove anything. It actually proves that we're better people than what we thought. Right? Mm. So it's used to show like mm-hmm. how terrible groups are. Okay. Right? So okay. anyway, interesting stuff. I remember this. So 
So she even says, in fact, those first reports of, Kenny, of the Genovese case weren't entirely true. The chief of police had mentioned that there were 38 witnesses to the murder. Um, and then without checking the sources, the journalist wrote up the story describing 38 witnesses watching the murder without helping, right? So basically this this guy said, wow, oh, so many people have witnessed crap. this murder. But the journalist went, oh, so many people witnessed it and didn't say anything. It's a mistake, right? Or at least that's what she says, right? Anyway, huh. so... Uh, so she talks about that and then a different definition of apathy, which we're going to talk about in a minute, the stoicism one. All right, so her first um, definition from vis-a-vis the story of Kitty Genovese. So this is actually the second one, right? Because oh, it's okay. the newer one. But yeah, go ahead. That's like knowing. It's like it's like witnessing a thing or experiencing an experience and mm-hmm. and just not wanting to engage with it. Yeah, not engaging, not doing anything. Right, and that's the one that we're most familiar with. Yeah. Right, and I guess actually, let's talk about the other definition of apathy first, yeah. and then I'll read her little her little thing. Actually, maybe it'll be like a a little a little uh, a little thing to stick around with. You yeah, know? a little album you know like to put on the back end. Yeah, you know, or cough, like we'll cough it up at the end. Yeah, this is that's weird. Right? <laughs> weird. Um, but you know how like different shows say like stick around and we'll show you a video of like a sloth. <laughs> Right? So, yeah, like, yeah. stick around yeah. the episode. We'll share with you Tiffany Watt Smith's beautiful paragraph about the word apathy. Stay tuned, <laughs> folks. Da dun 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 dun. So, why don't we, why don't we start with, uh, with Old Faithful? Okay. Right? Yeah. Which is OED. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to share the, the first definition? Yeah, the, o- yeah the OED. Yep. This is our go to place to start. Uh, so,. Yeah, apathy is a noun, right? And we see, that in terms of the etymology of it, it comes from the French apathy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and the Latin apathia. Apathia, right? right? And then we got a Greek word that is looks basically like gibberish. Yeah, uh, but I think it's supposed to be apathia, just okay. uh, or apatheia, right? Um, mm. But in Greek. Right, okay. Which I don't know how to read Greek. Well, it looks like Greek but, to me. Yeah. You know, Other right. sources refer to it in the Latinate spelling as apatheia. Okay, so, okay. Anyway, go ahead. That sounds good. Uh, all right, so the definition is freedom from or insensibility to suffering. Hence, a freedom from or insensibility to passion or feeling, semicolon, a passionless existence. So this is interesting. This is interesting because it is seems to be talking about passion or... And our relation to it. Mm-hmm. But that first part is kind of the the crux of where this whole conversation oh, will go. The crux part of it, of it right? The, crux, the, yeah. the center, right? The Yes. The, the gooey uh, part. Right, the gooey part. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. The middle of the steak that's like slightly red. Just a little mm-hmm. rare. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Slightly red. Right. Or the, Medium. The twix. Medium rare. We get into the caramel part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the uh, middle of the This twix. is good. I love that part. So the beginning is freedom from... Or or insens- insensibility to suffering. Yeah, those so are two, two different things. They're completely almost opposite. Yeah. So one is freedom from suffering, which is positive connotation. Yeah, and one is insensibility to suffering, which is not. Yeah. So this is this is where this. If you're is insensible, it means when I think when you what do you think when you hear the word insensible? Like what does it dr- bring to mind? Insensible. To me, I think oh. of like I think of a dullard. I okay. think of a boring person. I think mm-hmm. of a person who maybe uh, burn themselves too much in their finger, and so their finger doesn't have all the nerves anymore. And so they I think, touch I think, stuff. I think you're getting sensible and sensitive mm. mixed up there, buddy. Maybe, maybe, maybe. 
Welcome to Words for Dinner, where <laughs> we really don't know words. That's why we've created this podcast, so we can seem smarter than we are. Right. And it's alright, I've done it like three times in previous episodes where I've messed up words. Literally well, said dude, a word. I didn't in my know. defense, you can interpret insensibility that way. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay. As a different, you know, like, you're right. So, I, you know, like, in, fine, right? insensible, I'm you know, it, it can be defined more broadly. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I was just teasing, I'm sorry. I'm in that mood, you know? More like I'm... A less I'm, apathetic mood? Yeah, but like... Path- uh, well, it's not pathetic. But yeah. So this time, there's not a lot of interesting stuff with the years that mm. we get, right? Because mm-hmm. apathy, right, the the frequency use, which I've talked about in a couple episodes, is actually pretty high. Right? Yeah, I saw that. For a word. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's band five, frequency band five. If you can go back to listen, uh, what was the episode that we talked about that moist? Awesome. Maybe? Or awesome, yeah. So, like, it's a pretty high band, right? The highest band you get are words like the, right? And then other words that just, right. like, are literally everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I use literally in the literal sense of that word, right? right. Where they are very common. Band right. five is pretty common for words that we cover, right? Right. Um, I think awesome was band four, right? If I remember okay. accurately. Um, oh, that's crazy. So, band five, yeah, it's used often enough. You can hear um, the word right here. Yeah. There. And, like, the the... And it doesn't go to, like, current usage, right? It stops at 1847 with mm. the first definition mm. and 1855 with the second, which the second one is indolence of mind, indifference to what is calculated to move the feelings or to excite interest or action. Right. And that definition is pretty close to the insensibility to suffering yeah. or the insensibility to passion or feeling. Right. So, I mean, like, those are pretty similar. I mean, they're different, but they're similar. So, clearly, OED was like, apathy is used often enough. We don't need uh, to keep using it all the times it's used. Yeah. Right? And really, like... So that's yeah. fascinating, because, like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, what? Like, we still use this word. Why is the mm-hmm. last entry so long ago? Yeah. So, like, I think I think that's one of the things, is that words that are, are high frequencies, like, I'm sure if we OED'd, which I think would be a fun thing to do, yeah. right? Like, when we're bored, right, after yeah. the podcast, and we're sure. kind of coming down, like, OED, the, or A, right? Uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah see that. Yeah, it's um, because I'm sure they don't have examples oh, from 2016, even though it's used in uh, almost every... One of those words is used in almost yeah. every sentence. Yeah. But regardless, it's it's a pretty commonly used word. So there's nothing interesting going on there. Okay. So really the interesting thing, or this kind of... Um, we're, what we're going to explore, or what we can explore with yeah. this word, is this dualism in the definition, which is freedom from suffering... Or insensibility to suffering, right. freedom from passion or feeling, mm. insensibility to passion or feeling. Right, right. Where it's kind of these these dual things. Because one wants to be free of something that is like a, like annoying or, or hurtful or oppressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So it's, so it is interesting. So the earlier definitions of it that we get, right? And I don't know how much research you did into this. I I read a lot about the first fellow. But it didn't oh, lead. It. it didn't lead too many places. But anyway, the first guy who uh, is listed under the OED, mm-hmm. uh, his he's Plutarch. Yeah, uh, our friend yeah. Plutarch. Talk about that because that's going to lead in perfectly to um, to other ideas. Okay. Well, so like, can we go back to the thing? So like uh, the yeah yeah. So okay, Plutarch. 
What's interesting to to me is that this is this is our friend Plutarch's book Morals. This sentence that oh. is uh, quoted here, but it's a it's a translation from 1603, okay. and that seems to be the earliest reference that we have in modern English to this word apathy, right? And then the second definition that you mentioned, which is about indolence, the first uh, reference from R North and M North uh, is from 1742, which is about 100. And, 50 years later yeah but um i don't know i just noticed the dates right so like why wasn't i was wondering when i saw that why wasn't apathy being used in modern english before 1603 mm-hmm. you know strange so maybe it just didn't enter english until the 1600s well i'm sure it entered actually i must have like, entered english before that well we talked about how like so some of the times these dates are like not always yeah. those hard and fast rule yeah. right but still, like, there isn't a single English reference earlier. Obviously, it comes from French, so it's got to be in French before that. It comes well, from Latin yeah. way before that. Well, and I think, too, you know what I, you know what I think it is, uh, right? Yeah. This is going to be my theory. Yeah, yeah. And if somebody can prove us wrong, we actually, I would actually really like this. We or like, will award to, them. Yeah, yeah. With a mention on the podcast. Oh and a hug if they're... I will get them a Twix, Within too. driving distance, a Twix and a hug. I will right? give them Twix, but I want half the Twix because, like, you have a fine yeah. fee. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's I guess that's fair. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're gonna cut it in half, or you just gonna break it in? Yeah, like, yeah. give them one. I'm piece actually gonna. T- <laughs> you get a half of each stick. Listen, and I get a half of each no, stick. This is a finder's fee. That's just the way it works. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, so I think that a lot of places refer to it as apatheia mm. or apatheia, right? Mm. Which is uh, I'm saying there's a difference because sometimes it's spelled T H I A at the end, right. or T H E I A, right? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of trying to mm-hmm. verbally say that difference since we are a mm. uh, uh, medium in which the voice is only used. Mm. Um, so that uh, in that case, I think that would probably be the early, like the earlier usage usages of it, um, right? And but, it's not really an option on the OED because it's the Oxford English Dictionary, right? right? right, right. Um, so weird. Epithea says that the first English use was in 1887. Yep. All right, I'm done. I'm anyway, anyway, so let's let's read Plutarch before I get uh, off yeah. track. So Plutarch, uh, who uh, he published his Morals mm-hmm. in ancient times. Yeah. So the OED's reference is P. Holland's translation from 1603. <laughs> P. Maybe Peter. Maybe yeah. Philip. Actually, we we can find out. But any any rate, <laughs> sentences. But we didn't feel like we it. didn't feel like looking it up. <laughs> Uh, they do term those joys, those promptitudes of the will by the name of eupathies, i.e. good affections, and not of apathies, that is to say, impassibilities. So I've never heard of an impassibility before or a eupathy before. But this is a sentence that is from a pretty reputable philosopher. So when you look back that far and you start reading philosophy, you start saying, man, where you get some pretty obscure, confusing, mm-hmm. you know, language. Yeah. So not a surprise to see some philosophical language getting that uh, that uh, obscure. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But we do see the first reference of the word apathy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, it does seem to be kind of a good thing in that case. Apathy. Yeah. Mm, I don't know though. It's kind of hard to no, say. Yeah. Impassibilities don't sound good. Maybe let's look at the next one. So there's 1660s after that. This is from T. Stanley, his book History of Philosophy, Mm -hmm. uh, the third volume. He, from his apathy and the tranquility of his life, had the attribute of fortunate bestowed upon him. So that's more clearly a positive Mm -hmm. contextual 
says he yeah. from his apathy and the tranquility of his life. So it's kind of equating tranquility with apathy. Yeah. Tranquility, I think, is a clearly a positive term. Mm-hmm. It's nice to be tranquil. Yes. You know? Sometimes when I go out in the river, my boat, mm-hmm. I, was like, I wish I had a boat. Okay. Sometimes I go on my <laughs> kayak. My, some, my dad has a kayak. Sometimes I go yeah. kayaking. You yeah. know? That's nice. That's tranquil. Okay. It's an experience that's tranquil for me. Maybe it's also apathetic. Yeah. I wouldn't describe it that way because then people would be like, what do you got against the boat, man? I thought you said your boat was cool. Mm-hmm. Why are you being so confusing? Yeah. would be like, well, I mean, I'm sorry. P. Holland told me, you know, to be as he said, the apathetic yeah. is cool. Yeah. Um, and so that, that kind of cool part, right, yeah. um, comes from a specific type of philosophy, mm. right? Oh, this, so is, this, this is, is good. This, okay. is, this is the interesting part. Yeah. This is where this kind of balance comes, yeah. right? Um, and there's going to be a lot of, again, like things that we can't find in mystery coming up. But, uh, you know, yeah, so let's start here with apatheia, right? So here, the Greek, right, uh, Wikipedia actually helps us a little bit more yeah. breaking down the word, right? But you can look that up in the yeah. OED and other places too. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, without... The A without, and then pathos, which yeah. is feeling or passion, right? Yeah. And pathos, like in rhetoric, is something different, right? But the literal definition of the word, like passion or feeling, right here, so it means without passion, right? And so it comes from a Stoic philosophy, mm. right? And so this is interesting because there's also a weird um, issue between Stoics and Epicureans, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So that's going to be exciting. Great. Uh, you can totally tell. The old tell, story. I know. You can totally yeah. tell we're not philosophers. No. Right? In this case. Um, because fine. first, I don't, I had to struggle to say Epicureans. Mm-hmm. I still have to do it. Um, yeah. And yeah. we're not going to get too much into the actual literal philosophy. But the word apathy. That's for another podcast. Yeah, yeah. To do, right? Yeah. Um, but the word itself, right, mm. comes from Stoicism. Oh, okay. right? the philosophy of Stoicism. Yes, right? Well, Stoics practice Stoicism. Mm. Right? Um, and so apathy was actually a good thing. And it was the yeah, character that. It was a character trait? That's yeah. what I'm going to go with yeah, because yeah, I couldn't yeah. say the word I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, it's a character trait of like a sage. And so oh. the idea here, right, and I, we, I, I looked it up in a few different places. They all seem to say similar things, which is the idea that Sto, uh, in Stoicism of apatheia, right, or apathy, right, okay, okay. in English, right, we would call it apathy, um, is to be without a passion, right? So me, passions in this case meaning yeah. anger, right. fear, frustration, uh, things like that. Being right. without these like very intense emotions mm. and being able to control them, right? Being able to like oh, step boy. back and do do a breath. I right? can already see my blue blooded Protestant uh, ancestors uh, saying this this stoicism stuff's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm liking it. <laughs> so uh, so what I thought was cool is that um, there's actually a really interesting quote from Seneca, um, and I'm I'm not 100% sure why it's here, but it's a cool quote, okay. right? And I'm going to read it, Let's right? hear that. Um, it's in the Wikipedia article, so you can look it up, too. But it says, Pain is slight if opinion has added nothing to it. In thinking it's slight, you make it slight. Everything depends on opinion. Ambition, luxury, greed, hark back to opinion. It is according to opinion that we suffer. So let us also win the way to victory in all our struggles, for the reward is virtue, steadfastness of the soul, and a peace that is won for all time. I think this is an explanation um, of, like, kind of 
getting away from your passions, right? Um, and again, we see like the repeat of like the good epitheia, uh, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of apatheia. One of, one of the interesting sentences that I just want to point out from this mm-hmm. that I'm looking at right now from this Wikipedia article, uh, apatheia. The second sentence at the top, it says, apathy is best translated by the word equanimity rather mm-hmm. than indifference. And that mm-hmm. seems helpful, too. Yeah. Right? Especially when we think of the tone and the sort of connotations of those words. Equanimity, in my mind, seems to be a synonym for a well-balanced temper. Mm-hmm. Even-tempered, you know, uh, difficult to ruffle or disturb. Mm-hmm. Equanimity is sort of like equal temperament. Yeah. Know? And so that's interesting because – so I didn't think about that. I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because the um, kind of – the kind of battle that I saw online, which, uh, you know, yeah. internet internet things are always great, between, like, between Stoics and Epicureans um, is that an Epicurean was writing about how Stoicism tries to remove all feeling from themselves. When they do apathy, it means not caring about anything. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of using these two definitions. The first, which we kind of tasted taste tested a little bit Man. with the Genovese example sure. and this old one which is um, kind of being without passion and like be, and here the sentence just before I think says it best which is a state of mind where one is not disturbed yeah. by passions right yeah. and so this idea of not being bothered with it right so like you have uh, like fear of like an upcoming uh, job, right? Mm-hmm. AKA, mm-hmm. I'm talking about to you, big man. Yeah. Oh, congratulations Woo, again. Woo. We're going to have to change the tagline to one mild mannered <laughs> professor and one guy, guy who does other stuff. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> So, um, right, 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 right. but sto- like, <laughs> it's the idea of like, oh, you have this fear or this nervousness, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stoicism, the idea of like, if you were a sage or you were trying to practice apathy or apathy, right? Then you would try and like, basically become level-headed, like you were saying, well, the way that you described yeah, level-headed, uh, yeah. equanimity, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, equanimity. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's interesting because it's not what we think of. The definition of apathy now, it's very different. And then that quote from Seneca, which I think is actually really kind of profound, I kind of like it a lot, yeah. um, seems to be explaining a bit of like, of that idea, which is if you remove, like, if you have pain, right, or if you have, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm assuming that they mean, like, not physical pain, or maybe they do, or maybe Seneca does, but... But, like, even, like, something like uh, ambition, right? If you temper it, with apathy, right? This idea of just like backing up a little bit, not being disturbed by it, not being like not letting it take control of you completely, right? Then that's better. That's a better way of doing it. I've I've also really had uh, forgive my French something of a boner for the Stoics. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know the uh, there's a real I like some of these guys' attitude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I. You can keep reading this entry, but like I, it also refers back to something I remember reading about when the last time I read about the Stoics, mm. which is the idea that you, uh, like, uh, uh, if you want to be in good shape as a person, yeah, you should not worry about stuff that's outside of your control mm. because if you worry about it, then it's needless emotions, as they see it, yeah. right? And uh, if you were to uh, not worry about things that are outside of your control because it's Pointless to do mm. that, really. 
then you are then you're in good shape. You're going to experience equanimity rather than indifference or mm-hmm. apathy. Yeah. Right. So I think that's interesting. And like they also say there, uh, towards in the middle of the century, right? The Stoic who performs correct or virtuous judgments and actions as part of the world order experiences contentment and good feelings. And next to good feelings, there's this uh, parenthetical notation, eupathia, mm-hmm. which is so fascinating because if we remember back to that first definition from the OED, that's the word that we encountered there. It was, uh, what was it? Plutarch, he says. Uh, they do term these joys the promptitudes of the will by the name of eupathies, right? Mm-hmm. Good feelings. Yep. So that actually clarifies a little bit of what Plutarch was talking about. In the yeah, first yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and so just to kind of back that up, because that was a Wikipedia article, yeah, I had right, to right. cite different <laughs> sources, right? right? So I did I did also look up more stuff, um, specifically in the New World Encyclopedia, Okay. Um, which, is, which is interesting, right? Uh, and I did look up, like, their entry on Stoics and some articles on Stoicism, right? So I did do that. I'm just kind of, like, condensing it. Because, again, I went down the rabbit hole of what is Stoicism, right? Right, right. And went really into it. And I was like, but that's not what the podcast is. Yeah, yeah. Um, But here, again, right? So <laughs> the new it. Yeah, you're welcome. So the New World Encyclopedia also defines apathy um, in the original cool. sense as being used by the Stoics significantly, right? Um, and it was something that the con- this concept um, was debated by ancient Greek philosophers. Okay. So it's really interesting that this kind of comes with that. Mm. And I think also, right, what's really interesting is that uh, many of our words, mm. right, many mm. words, or all words, all words we've done so far, mm. all ten of them, right? <laughs> Happy ten-episode anniversary. Woo! Um, yeah! All words we've done have either had a very explicit sexual history, <laughs> right, or or a very explicit explicit religious history. Right? Yeah, that's true. And religion and philosophy, though they're different, right, still are intimately related. Yeah, right? theology, philosophy. Sure. There's like you know, there's the philosophy of the you know, there's stuff like that. I think it's so, that during the uh, Roman times, those things would often go right on top of each other. Yeah, and since Sto- Stoicism, right, or like it's a type of belief system or a type of way of being, right, of mm-hmm. living, right, like it kind of blurs that line a little bit between philosophy and religion. Yeah. Um, because it, it's about totally. like actions too. Mm. Um, again, like not not a philosopher, but like that's my understanding or yeah. things that I read. Right, I agree um, with that. But it is interesting that most words kind of come from that. So either like figured us out. E- either English words are thinking about sex, right. or they're thinking about God, or some you know with a little G, right? Some sort of God, or about both together. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about, man. This is what we need to start finding words that sex mix them up. Dude, I mean, it's Let's, everything. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Well, I once we get into the contemporary definition of apathy, right? Religion plays a huge role in that okay. when it comes to it. But, All right. uh, but yeah. So, it, I mean, even in the New World Encyclopedia entry, the they moved to the concept was developed in Rome. This uh, concept mm-hmm. of you know moving away from feelings um, and adapted by early Christians, whose ideal was to rise above earthly desires. Modern use of the word apathy usually refers to a psychological state, which we're going to get into, oh. in which an individual feels no interest in the surrounding world. So here, and then the history, we have that Stoics kind of use it at first, yeah. right? Um, origins of this doctrine of apathia can be detected in the attitude of the cynics, oh. which we're talking about the second, it says second half of the fourth century BC, well, right? So we're t- um, it's a while thousands ago. of years ago, yeah. right? 
um, a couple thousand. So, uh, so they deliberately subject themselves to a life of hard, hardship uh, and reject it as valueless anything that which did not contribute to their idea of virtue. Right, um, and the and a cynic founded the Stoic school. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, so there's like there is a relationship there, right? Um, and they explicitly taught that a life of tranquility could be achieved by conquering the passions and emotions and conforming to divine will, which governed the universe. Divine right? will. Mm-hmm. That's Bill a Bill. very special guy named mm-hmm. Bill, mm-hmm. whose given name is Will, and who everybody really liked at the time. The universe. It is a complicated place. Very strange. <laughs> Very strange. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, later on, then, the way that we have the word, right, the kind of history that it comes from, which I actually like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get to look up the cynics as much, which uh, seems like a rabbit, a whole different rabbit hole. I would love Which that. I'm kind of interested in going down yeah, at some it. point. Um, but... The one that I did, right, is that when the word starts becoming in use, apatheia, right, specifically, yeah, yeah. Um, it is uh, it is during the, what, what is 185 to 109 B.C.? Is that uh, the 2nd century B.C.? Yeah. yeah. 2nd century B.C. Uh, and the 3rd century B.C. is kind of being used a lot, and then it's kind of rejected in, uh, in, uh, by Panatius. Okay. Right? Um, who kind of accepts Aristotle, which is also said in a Wikipedia article I've met, seen mentioned a few other times, mm-hmm. where Aristotle believes in good feelings and bad feelings. Right. And that um, instead of getting rid of all of them, we should uh, focus on the good ones, get rid of the bad ones. Right? That sounds good. That sounds like Interesting. a good idea. Interesting. Because this is, this is to me, kind of the the starting point of where we get the word apathy, right? Mm. Because it also okay. seems like most words, when they switch definitions significantly, yeah. as this one has, which is at first, which even OED is freedom from passions, yeah, yeah. right? And have freedom from that right. to uh, what, what's the word that that they use again? Was um, it? insensibility yeah, right, to right. passions? Right? Kind of like not even noticing. Yeah, passions. like not caring. Right? right. That becomes that comes from. The, uh, I, according to um, which this I didn't see like backed up anywhere so again this might be incorrect mm-hmm. but New World Encyclopedia according to them um, Panatius right mm-hmm. which I have seen before people referencing Aristotle so I'm just going to claim Aristotle here which Aristotle saying well no there's good ones and there's bad ones that's where you're seeing also that word eupathia oh, okay. and apatheia Right? Uh, yeah. So good feelings, bad feelings, right? Or good feelings, kind of, you know, inconsequential feelings, right? Sure. So you want to have those good ones, right? And get rid of the bad ones, and then we see that kind of move around, right? Sure. So I like it because that seems to be the kind of switch towards that negative definition. Yeah, dude, this is so funny. If you look over, this is so funny because we were talking earlier about like what's the di- what's the opposite yeah. of apathy? It's like is it pathy? Well, not really, but there <laughs> there is a word that the Stoics used, which was p a t h e. So oh, I don't know yeah. how you pronounce that, but it says later Stoics responded to the challenge that they were insensitive to human nature, which is I think a fair criticism of yeah. what they're saying. By distinguishing between good and bad, or un- or desirable and undesirable pathy. Yeah. So I think... So weird. So I think that's an interesting thing, right? Yeah. Because if we take words here, right, the rhetoric here is actually incredibly important, right? Yeah. 
if we think of the idea of freedom of passion, right, or freedom from, right, mm-hmm. and we have to then define the word passion to mean kind of over overreacting or letting yeah. something completely take over. Yeah, right? like so, a blind rage. Yeah, so like a blind exactly, like a right? Berserker or, rage. Or even if we think about it in a positive sense, right? Mm-hmm. Of like overwhelming joy. Like you're shopping, right? And mm-hmm. I get this mm-hmm. when I when I you know, and you just buy too much stuff. Right? Yeah, because you're just like, like got you know, a just big like, ass yes, paycheck, right? Yeah, you go right? and do this thing, or yeah. maybe like at your new job and, where you don't have to pay for Obama, Obamacare anymore, and you have an extra two hundred six. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so like, so it, or going out and like being with somebody and just going ham that just, night. Woo! Just going yes. Nuts. By the you way, know, we should go ham. We should have a day. Yeah, we should have a day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's, uh, like, I think that, you know, moderation is something that uh, a lot of people, or at least what, like, people in my circle kind of, you know, talk about, right? Everything in moderation. Yeah. Even moderation. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not come up with that. Somebody told it to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think that's what apathy to stoics kind of means, which is don't freak out in a yeah. bad way in a good way kind of yeah. keep it chill right yeah. and i don't think that that mm-hmm. definition suggests a uh insensitivity to human nature right but instead a like kind of like take everything with a grain of salt like literally everything even the good things and the bad things kind of like take it take it down yeah. go okay this mm-hmm. is good i like this thing mm-hmm but I don't need to freak out and, like, go get trash. I don't need to freak out and jump up and down, right? Which I think that that can be negative. I think that I think that I can see a lot of people going, like that doesn't sound great. Good feelings. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound fun, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's an interesting philosophy to say, like, you know what? Those bad feelings, yeah, 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 let's tamp those down. And that's what, like, later Aristotle or uh, Pan- uh, Panatius, right? I'm going to say it differently every time, right? Um, what they seem to be doing, which is tamp down the bad ones, mm. but l- pay attention to the good ones. Yeah. Which seems almost natural to us. Maybe, yeah. you know, through, through like, how, many, how much our society kind of reinforces that. But, um, but apathy of, like, tamping down all of it, the mm. original one. It's an interesting thing. But then to change it a little bit. Yeah, sorry. Can I, uh, <clears throat> let me uh, do what I often do and and uh, lower the sophistication of this conversation about three or four degrees to the middle oh, school level? I was going to say, I don't think it's sophisticated <clears throat> at all. I think I have a very elementary understanding of this. That may be so, it. but uh, you sound pretty smart. Oh, uh, thanks, man. I, as usual. Uh, do I'm I hold gonna, my hand right now? Actually, I, I was kind of feeling like it, but yeah, maybe we'll put it off for a few <laughs> minutes. I've... You know, uh, I like you too. Yeah. Uh, the uh, let me just say this. Yeah. This reminds me of uh, just generally not giving a crap. Mm-hmm. You know how some people like if you can, you know, a, a cursory googling will will uncover that in the modern age, this is tends to be um, concisely summarized. The mm-hmm. Stoic philosophy is not lost in time. No, it no, is in fact. Not. Readily employed by people far and wide, <laughs> but it's described as not giving an F. You know, you know. What? Maybe That's I don't know. Point. Giving less Fs. You ever heard somebody say that? Yeah, like, I would like you're just 
don't give too many F's in this. You're giving one too many F's. Dial or, it back. Or like the memes where it says, look how many fucks I can give. Yes. This is not children's right. programming. No. Right? So let's be honest. Yeah, we can, be, say, we fuck, can right? say fuck, yeah. We don't have to say it a lot of times. Okay, so, yeah, like, uh, not giving a fuck is yeah, helpful. Yeah, yeah, okay. But it's this is the thing. Easier said than done. Right? Of course. Panisius, you know, it's good advice, buddy. But what happens when you know, like a uh, let's say you're you're uh, walking on the uh, the road from Carthage to mm-hmm. wherever mm-hmm. and along the aqueduct, minding your own business. You you just made the road the aqueduct. Anyway, go ahead. You know, it's just next to it. Yeah, sure. Uh, and there's like an ancient Roman bird, marsh bird, flying over you. This is very complicated. Happens to crap on your face mm-hmm. with this poop, mm-hmm. the bird poop. Mm-hmm. Ancient Roman bird poop. Oh, yeah, that right? sounds terrible. What's he supposed to do? He's supposed to just say, "Oh, excuse me, bird, I, uh, that was quite rude of you," mm-hmm. and just wipe the poop up. No, it's gonna flip out. It's gonna drop some, you know, ancient Roman curse words. Uh-huh. He's gonna lose his cool. I see what he's saying. Well, maybe not. Maybe Panisius, you know, walks the walk and talks the talk. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it's hard advice to take. I think I, I think I agree. Panisius did not have to drive on 280 West at around. 5.30 p.m. on a weekday. You know what I'm saying? That's a pretty uh, geographically specific yeah. reference there, buddy. Yeah. Or 78, for that matter. It's hell on wheels, man. <laughs> so he didn't experience road rage, is what you're no. saying? No. <laughs> no. What's that movie with Michael Douglas where he uh, he uh, flips out and he, he like, murders a bunch of people on the highway? I don't know. You were talking about this. Oh, God, I, how did I not look that up? Ah, God. You know road what? I wouldn't be surprised if it was called road rage. Yeah. Just road rage. Yeah. It's very possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, 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 I agree. I agree with you. I actually think that your explanation of the original different definition of apathy, as in, look how many fucks I give. Oh, it's an uh, like, look upon this empty field of fucks that I give. Right. Uh, I think that that's it. I think that's good. But I think that within that idea, that contemporary philosophy, right? I'm not giving a fuck, right? Mm-hmm. I think that they, like, even they would say that they are not apathetic. Because the current definition, right, to kind of transfer into that, it's called Falling Down. <laughs> I think this the movie's called like Falling Down. This sounds like an awesome movie. Uh, let me this just, is a little bit of a, this is I want you to, I want you to finish your thought, but this is how IMDb describes Falling Down. A borderline personality disordered defense worker frustrated with the various flaws he sees in society begins to psychotically and violently lash out at them. Mainly road rage. From what I hear, there I think Kanye West referred to this movie at one point. By the way, really? uh, on the movie, on the movie, on the album Yeezy, I think he makes a reference to uh, Michael Douglas opening the trunk or something like that. And that from supposedly there's a scene where he, he pulls his crossbow out of his trunk. He starts going nuts. Anyway, man, <laughs> <coughs> sorry. <clears throat> so so movie night. Uh, we should do like a drunk movie review or something. But, oh, like yeah. that's not what we do. You know, it's we got to find a way to do, like a drunk. We word should put it on review. our Twitter. Yeah, it's there like, you go. Words will be in that. Yeah, <laughs> and people will have dinner at some point in yeah, their lives. People will be eating while they read it. Maybe. Um, but the contemporary definition of apathy. I think people who who would say like I, you know, I don't care. Like I don't care about these problems or the. Yeah. You know, like. I'm not giving a fuck about other people's mm. crap, right? Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, would say that they're not apathetic. Because apathetic now, right? To come back to OED for the final time, probably not. Yeah. An insensibility yeah. to passion or feeling. Or an insensibility to suffering. Mm. Or an indifference, right? Yeah. 
in what is calculated to move feelings or excite interest or action. So indifference is kind of a key word. And I've seen it, uh, apathy and indifference as synonyms in a lot of places. Uh, and this kind of, I don't care about suffering or I don't care about feeling, right? I don't, ugh, I don't care about yeah. that. Yeah. So kind of our new definition of apathy, mm-hmm. right? Like not caring, not feeling. Yeah. Right? And it's often in a negative context, right? Yeah, like how can you be... I think it's associated with depression, you know? It's associated I think with so, that. too. I think so, too. But I think they're distinctly different. Yeah. Right? And I think that, that that'll transfer me over to this one, one comment that I have, mm. which is um, I did a uh, Control-F search... Oh. Through the DSM. Oh. Yes. All 900 and some odd pages yeah. of the DSM. By the way, dude, I love that. You're welcome. That's great. Uh, and it is the DSM-5, okay. right? So I don't know if there's any professional psychologists out there. Yeah. I didn't see a newer DSM available online for me to kind of search through. Um or I don't even know if there is a newer DSM, but DSM-5, right? Okay. A recent DSM. That's pretty good right? of the DSMs. Apathy is not a disease in the DSM, right? And so the 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 DSM, I guess actually I should define what is the DSM. Yeah, so so just to lead into this definition, I know it's a com it's pretty much the accepted uh, I don't know, it's not a dictionary, but it's like an encyclopedia of different mental uh, disorders. It's mental, also specifically yeah. mental disorders. Yeah, yeah. The DSM is mental disorder. I believe. Okay. Right? Um, di- I guess it's short for Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Right. And it's which, updated by a, a group of scientists every time they yeah, publish a new edition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, not a hundred percent sure why it's not the DSMMD. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's just go with DSM, right? Um, there you go. And it's published by the... I knew this. It was the APA, the Amer- uh, American uh, Psychiatric Association, right? So I knew that the familiarity that I have with DSM has a lot to do with social justice issues like LGBTQ issues. Uh, and, um, you know, we were talking before the podcast about, like, hysteria being part of it and, like, the kind of uh, sexist implications that that had. Yeah. And that, those are the only familiarities that I have because, again, not a trained psychologist. Yeah. But I looked up the word in there, and it's not officially listed as something. But okay. it is often listed specifically 32 times. As, Ooh, okay. um, as And not for 32 different disorders, but... Uh, 32 different times under uh, symptoms or under ways to identify different disorders within patients, right? And so the DSM doesn't really then define what they call apathy, but they do in one case. When you get into the explanation of mild uh, neurocognitive disorder, right, um, it has apathy in that definition, and later on it specifically says, right, and uh, the neurological disorder here is shortened as NCD, mild, the mild neuro, uh, neurological disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, it says apathy is common in mild and mild major NCD. It is observed particularly in NCD due to Alzheimer's disease and may be prom- a prominent feature of this disease due to frontotemporal lobar degeneration. 
Not going to even try to understand what that means. But I'm actually, guess means. I have a good experience oh. with that particular thing in my family, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Alzheimer's or frontal? Well, frontotemporal lobe. The second one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're really closely related. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, right, right. I, I'm really okay. You learn something new about there people every day. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, then it says apathy is typically characterized by diminished motivation and reduced goal-directed behavior, accompanied by decreased emotional responsiveness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's actually a pretty good definition of mm-hmm. the way that we understand apathy now, right? Diminished motivation. Reduced goal-directed behavior, decreased emotional responsiveness. Symptoms of apathy may manifest early in the course when a loss of motivation to pursue daily activities or hobbies may be observed. Gotcha. So this is an interesting medical way of understanding apathy. Cool, cool. So apathy is not a disease. And I found other articles that were like, it, it seems should to be a be. symptom of a, of, a, yeah. of a DSM disease. Though. Yes, right? Or a disorder. I guess they're not disorder. diseases. Okay. I guess they're called disorders, right? Okay. Um, which, again, I apologize if I'm misusing the terms, right? Mm-hmm. Again, not like schooled in this um, as well as I should. But I'm trying, right? Uh, so Doing good. Yeah, so this is weird, right? So basically apathy here is not enjoying the things that you used to enjoy which that makes sense for these types of disorders right Mm -hmm. um i enjoy comic books and going to comic book stores and like you know buying stuff if all of a sudden i wasn't doing that then clearly that something is wrong something is wrong right and then apathy (laughs) here is different than depression or something it's used as a way to kind of uh say that someone's motivated less that they don't have as um as Typical emotional responses as they usually usually do, and that's the way we understand apathy now. Kind of like when it's talked about in a bad context, like there's tons of articles out there. You know, Google apathy, and you have thousands of pages in Google, right? And the first sure, five or six sure. are all articles about like why is this generation apathetic? Yeah. How to cure apathy? Right. Like. You know, why are people apathy? You know, there's this, all this worry about yeah, apathy yeah. Um, and not caring or not getting into things. So in the sweep of history, right, we mm-hmm. got going all the way from way back in the day. We got the Stoics and the Cynics mm-hmm. kind of revering the ability to be apathetic. Yeah. And then now in the present day, we got it appearing as a symptom in the DSM. Yeah. And that is like big. It's a huge switch. Huge huge switch. And one of the reasons that I found in the encyclopedia, in the New World Encyclopedia, for this switch, which this I actually really want someone to back us up. Mm. So if somebody can do this, I spent maybe a good hour, right, (laughs) looking up anything that correlated these things that are set that are talked about in the new world encyclopedia so anybody who can help out i would greatly appreciate it okay um because i'm probably going to do this anyway and this might go up on twitter now it's it's just in my head okay it says the concept of apathy in modern thought so this is kind of like the switch from apathy uh stoic apathy to what you're talking about like the dsm version and the first sentence is, in a sense related to the modern psychological understanding, the concept of apathy became more prominent during the First World War in which the appalling conditions of the Western Front led to apathy uh. or a lack of emotion and desire and shell shock amongst millions of soldiers. What? I looked everywhere, man. I cannot find anywhere that, corroborate, that like actually backs us up. 
Right? Well, look, and if we keep reading, I hear why you say that. Because it yeah. says, after the Canaan regarded it as a psychological response to despair and disgust with the condition of the world, certain yeah. writers and philosophers of the 20th century, such as oh. Albert Camus, developed the concept of inactivity in the face of events. What's funny and interesting about this is, while it sounds to be accurate in some ways, like mm-hmm. my experience bears that out. And everything I know about literature bears that out. Mm-hmm. I love The Stranger by Albert Camus. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Sartre and mm-hmm. uh, those other guys. But what isn't mentioned here in the New World Encyclopedia entry is the context for those pieces of literature, which is nihilism. Mm-hmm. Our friend Frederick that. Nietzsche yeah, is yeah. the most famous nihilist, right? Mm-hmm. And nihilism isn't that... Um, I don't, I don't also, I'm not an expert in this at all, and I actually didn't read enough about this before yeah, the yeah. podcast. But I've read a couple Nietzsche books. Have you ever read Nietzsche before? No, no. Dude. This is know, brand new for me. So he is, yeah. man, I, I love nihilism. Yeah. I mean, I love, like, the, the philosophical background that I think informs some of our uh, the great works of, of literature yeah. from this time period, like The Stranger, is really strong and compelling, and still yeah. is to this day. But I think they're right to say that the uh, nihilism is a result of the World War One. Uh, the shell shot, basically PTSD. They're talking yeah, about yeah, here, yeah, right. But anyway, modern PTSD, nihilism. From what I understand, it is a. It's not necessarily. It's nihilism. I think means belief in nothing. Okay, but I think like Frederick Nietzsche was the one who famously said, "God is dead." Yeah, right. So I think, and you have to look at it in the terms of historical context, like nihilism. It may mean belief in nothing, but really, when you look at the time period where it emerged, mm-hmm. it was a it was a disavowal or a re- refutation of all the beliefs that had been in the world up until that time. Oh. Primarily, the main one being there there is a god, okay. right? So after the World War One, when all these horrible, tragic, terrible things happened, and all these people died for seemingly no reason, mm-hmm. art responded in various ways, but so did philosophy, and I think. Nihilism is one of the philosophical responses to the World War, World War, the First World War. Uh, that's again not an expert opinion, mm-hmm. and I'm, this is not my area of expertise. But I do love me some Nietzsche. He wrote this book called um, "Thus Spake Zarathustra." Yeah, and I it's kind that. of like I know a, of that. It's book. like a parable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read it. Couldn't tell you a thing about what it is. <laughs> way too long ago. Um, you know, uh, Nietzsche, man. Frederick Nietzsche. That guy's, he's the bomb. Yeah. He's cool. So so how does that connect to apathy? Or, well, you're saying that Camus is writing in the context of this? Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. what's interesting is that I don't think they're off base to mention particularly oh, this okay. book, The Stranger. They're yeah. right to say that apathy does appear as a character trait. In oh, The Stranger. Okay, in okay. fact, have you read The Stranger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how uh, Mersault... Merceau, I don't know how to pronounce yeah. his name. It's a French name. He he basically shoots a guy mm-hmm. who he doesn't even really have a good reason to shoot. Mm-hmm. And at the moment of the story, it's sort of just like described sensorily. Like it's like the character is like it's just hot on the beach. He's just mm-hmm. like it's too hot, so hot. I shot this guy. I had to shoot him because it was hot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not because it was hot. That's not why I shot him. Yeah. So you have to read into the story and figure out what it is that's going on, but. You, the story, the book also begins with the death of his mother, and yeah. the, the character is is um, stands out in the eye of the reader because of his apathy towards okay. the death of his mother. Right? I don't even know if there's a better word. Right? Yeah. So it's like a he's basically characterized by this lack of 
he's not disturbed by the death of his mother. Yeah. He's aware he should be disturbed, but he's not. So some people can read, like, especially you can have a psychotherapeutic, you can have a um, psychiatric, I don't know, reading of the book, and you could say, oh, Marsal, he's a psychopath. Yeah. You know, he's just he's a clinically diagnosable psychopath who doesn't experience emotions like the rest of us. That's okay, why he does okay. these weird yeah, things. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's what the author intended it to be, though. I think the uh-huh. author intended Marsal to be, like, a new, sort of a new world order, like a guy who represented nihilism in a way that it could be used and, like, adopted by people. That's interesting. Yeah, man. Like, I, I really like that that school of yeah. philosophy and that era of literature. It's, like, very, very compelling to me. Yeah. I've been wanting to read Sartre's book for, like, books for many time, many yeah. years. I haven't read it. Have you read Sartre? Yeah. That I've read like a, bit, a bit of, yeah. Um, I directed uh, No Exit. What? At high, in high school. Yeah, so no exit. Shut no exit isn't really Shut supposed it. to be a play that you see performed, right? Stop it. It's supposed to be a play that you read, really. Um, it is a crazy, crazy cool play. It's, it's cool. No exit is something that I would I would love to teach that. Dude, you directed a play then? Yeah, it's awesome. Dude. I was cool when I was younger. You're pretty cool. Yes. I've uh, I've since had a child, and my yeah. coolness has. Plummeted completely. Even my child doesn't think she's cool pretty anymore. cool though. So it's she's like cool. sort of, you know what she did? She's just, sort of like a cool vampire. She like took twenty percent of your cool, removed yeah, it from you, yeah. and used it for herself. I only had fifteen percent of cool. So oh man! So it's, I'm gonna the numbers don't even really add up. I've been trying to steal cool from people for years now. Just almost three years completely. It's been awful. That yeah, sounds painful. <laughs> but, but I don't care anymore. No. no. That's my that's my bad uh, yeah. reference back to apathy. Not a but either. but I'm interested in this idea, so that's cool, mm. and I like that. And there does that does seem to support the idea that the word apathy itself is becoming more popular yeah. post World War One yeah. in in our literature with like seeing all this death and destruction mm. and becoming numb to it. Yeah. And the idea of it being a psychological response to despair and disgust with the condition of the world, as in like, uh, nope, which is different. I mean, that's a that's a decidedly different understanding of apathy than the DSM gives us, yeah. which is losing interest in what you used to have interest in, or becoming like less emotionally attached to the world, right, or just not caring. This is like disgust. And yeah. despair with the world, which are feelings. Yeah. I mean, like, those are distinct feelings, yeah. which is like, I, like, and that seems more like that feeling when, you know, you go on your social media account, whatever it is, and you see, you know, from different people, all these different people have been murdered, or all these bad things are happening in the world, and you just feel like the world's a terrible, awful place. Um, and yeah. you just, like, kind of sit back and you kind of soak in it. And we've all had those moments where, like, everything's wrong, everything's terrible, yes. right? But that's a feeling, right? So, I mean, apathy is still, at that point, or at least in this context, right, in the New World Encyclopedia's understanding, holding on to this vestige of, like, being connected to feeling, right? Because, yes. again, Stoics, it's like, it's still feeling. When you have apathy or you are practicing apathy or apatheia, you're yeah. still feeling. Oh, I like that. You're still feeling constantly, right? Mm-hmm. But just not... Extreme feelings. Yeah, and you're not letting it um, rock your boat. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to mean 
none at all, which is, seems to be coming from this nihilism a little bit. I don't know anything about that. So yeah. I'm using that word even yeah. without... And, like, and just to no add because I agree with what you're saying, I yeah. think I would add on even further, like, let's make a distinction here. This, maybe this is us sort of disagreeing slightly with the New World Encyclopedia and the way that... <laughs> They've couched this. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I do think to like add one final thing about nihilism, I think uh, the way it's often described is giving in to the meaninglessness of existence. Oh, so okay. It's okay. like accepting that, oh, actually, we've been wrong this whole time. Everything is meaningless. That's why there's no God. If you accept there's no God, that helps you to see why that is. So mm. why should we, you know, so yeah, you can get apathy as a byproduct from yeah. nihilism. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, so there, maybe there's a relationship, but I think that it's, we should distinguish them too. Yeah. So that, again, we see a transformation of a word, right? And I want this to this kind of conversation that we've been having, which is these two different ways of looking at apathy mm-hmm. and the kind of directions that they come from, both mm-hmm. seemingly from philosophy. One stoicism, one kind of uh, Aristotelian, right? mm-hmm. most likely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of like where we've come today with our general understanding of apathy. And I know we haven't really, like we define the OED, and we haven't had much conversation about our definition now because I think, like, apathy, again, is a pretty common word. Like, we all yeah. have a general understanding of it. Sure. But I guess that definition or the thing that we found out here is that that definition isn't clear always. Like, yeah. apathy to you and apathy to me might be different. Man. Right? Um, and so that's an interesting little, ad- like, you know moment there mm. but i did want to i did want to give a little <laughs> voice to uh tiffany watt smith mm. which we talked about in the beginning if you stuck with I'm congratulations right here's your little treat bingo uh, and this is this is where i thought that she was really she was like these kind of like beautiful moments yeah. um describing these emotions and this is what i thought this was really nice where she said uh, she talked about both the Stoicism, Kitty, Kitty Genovese, and how we define that. Yeah. And she said, Today we suffer from a twin inheritance. On the one hand, like the Stoics, we might welcome some relief from the strife of, our, of the passions, or believe that without emotion influencing us, we behave more fairly. And this is this this is like this is embedded. I'm breaking from her words right mm-hmm. right now, but this is embedded in law. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't see it as emotion, like rule of the law, like you know, uh, emotion. Yeah, just you know, take away your passions from that, mm-hmm. right? In how we deal with like the way we want police to act, the way uh, that we want um, objective criticism to mm-hmm, be, right? Mm-hmm. Or objectivity, like this idea that objectivity exists, mm-hmm. even right? Like that's very much there, which is that that's the inheritance that we have, which I think is interesting comes from the word apathy, right? This idea from the Stoics. Cool. And then this is back to her. Sorry. On the other, since we have come to celebrate emotions as a motivator for all kinds of action, apathy's loss of feeling has become something fearful. The Genovese case captures so much of the nervousness we've come to feel about apathy, a condition that seems to make us unwilling to vote or pick up our litter or report a crime. And so we may go back and forth, wondering whether apathy may be good for us or very bad, until, feeling overwhelmed, we slump listlessly back onto the sofa. <laughs> which is her end, right? Which is good. Um, and I think that that's kind of it, right? Yeah. Because for me, and I want to know your final thoughts on the word too, because I feel like I've talked a lot th- this episode, right? I'm sorry. Goodness. But I want to know your, fi- your final thoughts. Um, 
my f- kind of final thoughts on the word before we get into the game, another teaser Ooh, for people, nice, nice. Um, is apathy seems to have like a good and a bad context. And yeah. that this idea of being objective sounds really good and sounds really great. Yeah. But for me, like, it seems that apathy or the reason why, like, I chose this word or this word seems so fascinating to me yeah. is the rabbit hole of where it comes from is interesting. But, like, yeah. also this idea of getting into our existence, right, and our being now. And I think that a, there's been a lot of conversation with the political climate yeah. outside, all these things going on in the world, right? Yeah. been a lot of conversation about being sheep. Mm -hmm. This constantly comes up. Like, you were talking about those memes about not giving a fuck. I constantly get all these ones about, stop being sheeple and whatever. It's like, (laughs) who are my friends and why do they they think we're all animals? Oh, weird. There's a a strong uh, anti-establishment strain in your social media. Yeah, who would have known, right? So weird. Uh, Or maybe, maybe like, you know, Facebook and Google have those cookies Mm. enabled. Maybe those only come up because, like, I research stuff and they're like, Mm -hmm. you must... You must not believe in government. Here you go. Anyway, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, sure. But like this idea of like following, right? Or just kind of like going with it. Yeah. And apathy being attached to that, I think is important. Where it's like this is something that clearly we like. I don't know if I believe that we shouldn't do it or should do it. I don't know, you know. But like this is a worry that many people have, right? That yeah. we're going to become apathetic. That we're just kind of letting people do what they want. Like, we let the corporations do whatever. As long as we're, you know, like, fed and bathed and put to sleep at night, then we're good. Mm -hmm. But there's also this other hand, which, like, apathy comes from this idea of kind of being impartial instead of indifferent. And that there's there's an importance there. Or this kind of controlling of the emotions to be able to focus on something without getting too angry or too happy, or too ridiculous. And I think that there, there's some part of me, too, that says that's a good thing, right? That, you know, yeah, I, I don't know about the happiness part. Because I kind of feel like we should feel the good emotions fully, right? Like, those are great. Right. But there can be a distraction there. You know, yeah, there can, and I, and I see that in the stoic definition of apathy, which is, yeah, yeah, joy is great. But if you feel it to its fullest extent, somebody can come in and mm. do terrible shit, mm-hmm. and you're just joyful. You're good, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Mm. So, it's, so it is like you know. I like the way that she talks about it as a twin inheritance, where it's kind of like these two things. It's got this really this kind of like interesting good side that we don't ever really talk about or ever use in the context of the word now that's not really the definition of the word but it also like it has what we do use it for which is this negative or this kind of negative history or connotation yeah Mm. I don't know what are your thoughts well, we covered a lot, dude. We covered yeah. a lot today. I feel like there's we a million today too. We got super deep. This reminds. I don't know if we've gotten this deep since politics. This has been pretty good. That's another word that has some like deep yeah. Latin Greek roots. I feel like with politics, we actually didn't get deep. We take two on the surface mm. because I think the word was too loaded. Yeah, it was too loaded. There's mm-hmm. too much. There's mm-hmm. too much there. This is better uh, in that sense. I, uh, just as a personal note, dude, like, the apathy has a lot of meaning for me because, like, mm. I don't know what it is. I don't want to get too much into it because it's kind of, like, just not – it's kind of a personal problem. But, like, I've always f- sort of – I think since a young age, I've mm. felt, like, very 
sort of, especially in my worst moments, felt sort of embarrassed by strong emotions. Like, mm-hmm. having a strong emotion wasn't sort of empowering to me or liberating to mm-hmm. me for whatever weird, repressed white guy reasons that I have. Yeah. I've experienced, let's say, anger mm-hmm. or um, love mm-hmm. or whatever it might be and a very strong emotion and, like, squash that thing down because, like, mm. it's uh, somehow... I felt like it was weak or wrong or somehow just not good. So I, I think I have a repression problem, and it comes from being embarrassed by having strong emotions. And that's sort of related to apathy in the sense that maybe yeah. I have a stoicism that is a part of my nature, which isn't necessarily fully healthy. Ah, interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but... That's a that's a form of apathy that I'm using. The definition I'm using there is actually a Stoic definition. It's not mm-hmm. right. That's not the more modern um, pathological yeah. apathy. Yeah. But actually, no. Maybe that is pathological. Now that I think about it, I mean, that's yeah. not a that's not a healthy way to behave. So maybe, in fact, I am thinking about it as both. You know, like maybe I'm yeah. like, that's weird. So maybe like my personal stuff that I have to work through has to do with both these definitions. I think that I think that uh, that was good for two reasons. I think that it dealt with like the twin kind of definitions of it. Yeah. But I think that also too, like that's important to kind of question ideas of masculinity. Right? Even yeah. if we are doing it in a small way on our podcast that has a fork and a knife <laughs> as its symbol, right? Um, and a plate. You know, yeah. like but I think it's important to like have those moments where you kind of question um, what's uh, stereotypical masculinity expects from you mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and what what everything i don't know like what you're supposed to do and not supposed to do but i do yeah, think what is expected of you yeah. as a man as a red-blooded adult yeah. human man and in american a, society i think it's important too it's a big step to say that kind of having having an emotion and then squelching it yeah it is something that is not healthy no, right? um, and I think that I think that it's complicated because I think that a Stoic would argue hmm. that, and I'm not taking their side here, right? Because actually, I, I feel like my position is too complicated on it. Hmm. But I think a Stoic would argue that that's not Stoicism; that's removing all emotion, right? Hmm, Instead yeah. of tempering emotion, right? Like when you it's feel squelch. love, right? Yeah. Don't squelch it, but hmm. temper it, right? Meaning express love, right? Yeah. But don't. Like overdo it. Don't like go to th- your lover, whoever that may be, right? Mm. The person you're interested in's mm. home mm. with a, a boombox. Boom <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. side of the window, yeah. right? And say I love you forever. You know, whatever. A, don't John Cusack. Don't John saying. Cusack it, especially if they don't know that you're a person in the world, right? right? Sure. Like a coworker that you're not a hundred percent sure even has noticed you, right. probably best bet, say hey first, right? Right. Sure. Don't just say start hey. sending them Beanie Babies. You know, is that a thing that people do Beanie still? Babies Beanie Babies? I don't know. Don't anyway. Prince Ali from Aladdin that. No, do not. Be Aladdin himself. Mm-hmm. So they have like kind of a interesting me- meeting at first. They do. But don't do the whole Prince Ali, fabulous he. Ali okay, Yeah, that's right. We're professional singers yeah, we're in the good. daytime. Um, but, but yeah, so that's interesting, but I'm with you. I'm with you in questioning mm. these ideas of what it means to be masculine yeah. or manly yeah. Yeah, and like kind of saying it's not good to not feel emotions. Yeah. Who said that? I don't know. I'm not the first one. Mm-mm. 
I'm just picking it up yeah. where I found it. Well, I think that this is something we can get into. I'm sure there are words, right, mm-hmm. uh, that we can find that kind of deal with that, yeah, which we should. Right. right. We'll probably get away from emotion, come back to it. A lot of words have to deal with emotions, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll come back to this yeah. at some point. Gotcha, gotcha. But that's good. That's actually awesome. I'm happy that you said that. So now, Thanks, man. Feel, now that you've nice. kind of like opened up a little bit, I want to give you a quiz. Oh, great. An I, online quiz. I love quizzes, and the only thing I love more than quizzes is online quizzes. Uh, so, um, I believe I that... I am excellent I'll, at these, by the yeah, way. Yeah, are you excellent at them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this quiz is, how apathetic are you? Okay. Uh, and if you guys <laughs> would like to take this quiz, it is at gotoquiz.com. All right. Backslash, how apathetic are you? <laughs> okay. um, you sure. can also just Google apathy, apathy quiz. quiz. It's near the top. Right. Okay. Clearly, this is a person who just made this by themselves. Uh, their name Great. is Domo. I or Domo is awesome. That's what it is. D O M O is awesome. Okay. Made this at GoTo Quiz, right? So if obviously they listen, an expert. If they listen to our podcast slash. Someone knows them who listens to our podcast. Please let them know we're all about this quiz. Sure. Right? Got it. And we tease about it pretty heavily in the mm-hmm. next five minutes. Yeah, right? we do. So um, the first question is your age, all right? Um, you just put that down. So <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what your age is, right? All right. And then what is your gender? Already, I've hit I've hit a difficult thing. Because this person doesn't understand the difference between sex and gender. Okay. Right? They believe that gender is only male and female. Gender is not. All right. Your sex can be male or female, but even that binary isn't good. Yes. Right? And so I just want to hashtag Mm. gender identity, hashtag feminism, Mm. hashtag know your words. Know your words. Already as a person with words, I'm going to be upset. All right. We can tweet about this later. I don't understand. But he does say... Unfortunately, I'm forced to fill out a required amount of characters for this paragraph, which means that after the first two sentences, none of this matters. So I'm not sure if that means, like, the whole thing at the very beginning, or he meant the actual quiz part, but I don't know if these two even matter. So I'm just going to automatically fill out your gender as well. That sounds good. I'm going to do what you perform as. Anyway. (laughs) All right. So here are the actual questions. (laughs) So, like, how does female... I don't want to talk about it. Anyway. Yeah. Why are you taking this quiz? Here are the options. One, why not? Two, I want to see how apathetic I am. Three, because I feel like it. Oh, I see what he's doing there. I see what he's doing Mm -hmm. there. I'm going to go with why not. That's my first one. All right, nice. Um, So, I'm also mixing up the order because Mm -hmm. it seems like... He puts the one that gets you apathy and as the first one yeah. every time. So, okay. you know, I'm going to mix it up a little <laughs> bit. Try and be yeah. a little bit better. All right. Uh, so, next question. Mm-hmm. A friend of yours is being a bit mean. Mm. And now you're not friends. Oh. Lots happened in that sentence. Whoa. He or she. Mm. Again, problem there. Not everyone identifies as a he or she. Okay. Not going to get into it. Okay. Wasn't your best friend. Just a casual school friend. Okay. How do you react? One, try to gain their friendship back. Mm. Two, fuck them. I don't need them. Uh huh. Okay. Three, oh well. Uh, I don't have anybody in mind right now. So we'll go with three. Oh well? Mm. Okay, nice. 
People have been spreading rumors about you at school. <laughs> this is very middle school. Is this yes, person 12 uh, that's writing this? Probably course? clearly. Okay. That's why I love it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, How do you react? Mm. How dare they? Mm. Let them say what they want. Mm-hmm. Try to squash the rumors so my rep stays intact. We're going to let them say what they want. Okay. That nice. one's actually true to my character. Yeah. Well, you should be true to your character yeah. throughout all these. Okay. You're having a bad hair day. <laughs> How do you react? The time. How do you react? Ooh. Well, I'll try and fix it, but if I don't, I'll still be okay. <laughs> Damn it! Now my entire day is ruined. Yeah. Oh well, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um. You know, this is such a, this is a funny quiz, man. Uh, what's the what are my options for that one? Well, I'll try and fix it, but yeah. I don't. Uh, I. Don't ill still be okay. Okay. But if I don't, I'll still be okay. Sorry. Okay. Damn it. Now my entire day is ruined. Oh, well. It's not the end of the world. I think the damn it one might be my response. Now my entire day is ruined? I'm thinking about in high school, really. I'm putting myself into a high school frame of mind. All right. That seems to be where we're going. I think you're changing frame of mind, so I don't like it. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) You were about to go on a date with your significant other to an expensive restaurant. Instead... They decide to stay home mm. and watch movies with you. Okay. How do you react? At least I got to spend time with them. I would have liked to go to the restaurant, though. Nah, yeah. I don't mind. This will probably be more fun anyway. Yeah. I already <laughs> picked out an outfit for tonight. <laughs> Separate words, by the way. Already. Sure. I already picked an outfit for tonight. I can't believe they would do that. Um, this is a question, for the record, is not about apathy at all. It is about um, personal taste and relationships yeah. and a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. Definitely the one where I enjoy watching the movie. With them. Um, yeah. Got it. Absolutely not the one that has anything to do with what I care about what I'm wearing. Yeah. Uh, you decide to dye your hair a bright color. <laughs> Done this Red, once. blue, purple, green, mm, okay. etc. All right. <laughs> People at school tease you about it. How do you react? Be a little self-conscious at first, but get over it. Who cares? It's my hair. I can do what I want with it. Dye my hair back to its original color as soon as I can. Probably the first one. A little self-conscious. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. How many questions are there? Only a couple more. And a couple of them are literally non-questions. Okay. Standard. Next question. This is it. Please remember, all of these questions are hypothetical. (laughs) I'm not actually saying you do or say any of these things, (laughs) but I need some scenarios to use. Answers to this, which is not a question. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Oh. Oh, by the way, this question doesn't count. Me. (laughs) Uh, Which one do you choose? I guess the first one. Okay. Okay. You or one of your friends is gay. Once again, hypothetical. People at school make fun of you or your friend for it, telling you it's wrong and that it's not okay to be gay. How do you react? Well, I guess if people are saying the things, I guess I shouldn't be gay, or at least not publicly. Hey, it's my life, isn't it? I don't know what I would do. 
Those are my options. options? I can't kick somebody in the nuts. I or like explain to them that uh, whatever. All right, I think the second one is probably the closest to what I would. Hey, it's my life, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it's that one. (laughs) Next one. There's only two more. (laughs) Something has made you extremely stressed out. (laughs) Whether it's friends or school or whatever, you're kind of on the verge of a nervous (laughs) breakdown. How do you deal with it? I'm pretty sure Phoebe from Friends made this quiz. I love it. Okay. First option. First option. How do you deal with a nervous breakdown? You're on the verge. How do you deal with it? This is this is good. Okay. First option. Have a nervous breakdown. Okay. Second option. Play some music and wait for it all to go away. Third option. Have a mild breakdown and get over it. Whoa. You can so you can choose in these situations. Yeah, nervous Man. breakdowns are things that you can obviously you choose, like homosexuality. Right, right. Okay, yep. that's what I thought. That's what I thought. This um, is ridiculous. Probably the music one. Okay. Last one. <laughs> are you excited to see your result? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I want to see if I'm empathetic or not. Is this the last question? Uh, Only two options. Left. Is this uh, the second one? I want to see if I'm empathetic or not? Yeah. All right. So it's out of 100%. How how apathetic do you think you are? I think I'm probably 72. 72%? It's out of 100%. Or 68. I'm going to Six. give a range of between 67 and 73. Okay. You are 56% oh, apathetic. What? Yep. 56%. No. You don't care. You could care less, though. What? Huh? You still care a little bit, even though you don't usually like to admit it. That's probably true. I didn't know that would give me a score in the 50s, though. Panisius, or whatever his name was, would would be disappointed in me. Yeah, I was hoping that there were comments, because you can leave comments. Yeah, like, where are the comments at? Like, oh, hey, oh, like, here are the visitor comments. Oh, great. This is uh, so great. View all comments. Does anybody Please. say anything about, like, any of those egregious statements? Uh, no. No. <laughs> God. It's literally, uh, oh, God. I think that... I feel like this is actually like for kids. Go to quiz. Yeah, yeah, this probably is. For kids. Probably is. We clearly took something that's like a grammar school or like junior high or high school kid put together and like gave to his friends, right? Yeah. Or did for like uh, he or she gave to their friends, right? Or they gave to their friends. You know what's really sad about this? Besides the obvious, man. The you know what this is? This online quiz bullshit. Uh, it's just. A modern version of that little like opening closey thing that kids make. <laughs> What's that thing? You know, dude, I don't looks, remember. What you it was remember, called. like, oh, I remember. Called? I know exactly what you're describing, and uh, I and I and like, I'm pretty sure most people do. Where yeah. like, where it's you got say, four points. You say blue, and you go B L U E, and then like it has a number, and you go one, two, three, four, five, and you flip the flap open. It says you're gonna die of. Polio, and you're like, yep. oh my god, that's yeah. horrible. And well, no, like, most of the ones that like I feel like I did when I was younger were uh, you're, you're, Kristen really loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Or yeah. like you love Samantha, and you're like, like who the like, hell Samantha? Is Samantha? It's like it's my sister. Uh, oh like, yeah! <laughs> I think I played Sorry. that with the Pen Fifteen Club too. You remember, you remember what is Pen Fifteen? What is that? Is that thing I should know? I don't know if that's yeah. for this podcast. Oh, it's not. It's not for the. I'll tell you about it later. Okay, about it later. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that was our fun little part, right, of a very serious conversation. Okay. About yeah, yeah. 
So how apathetic are you? But actually, wow. I want to say this as like a small thing, Jeez as Louise. part of a joke, but also part serious. There are a crap load of quizzes online to see how apathetic you are. Yeah. Slash, there are a crap load of lists oh. of how to become less apathetic. Oh, let me say something to people making these lists yeah. if they're listening. Oh, this is good. If you are defining apathy as like not indifference, yeah, not caring. Guess what you don't give a shit about? Apathy. Your apathy. <laughs> so making a list, researching, making a enough. list of how to cure apathy Mm-mm. is like what? No, dude, what? No, I can't even. Point is, if you are trying to tell people how to get rid of apathy, you don't understand that it can be good. Yeah. No. Clearly. WTF. Uh, well, well, if you are not feeling apathetic and you're feeling proactive mm-hmm. Uh, or feeling some deep emotions. Some pathy. Yeah, some pathy. Mm-hmm. Or uh, dealing, or if you you have negative or positive emotions about this episode or any of our other episodes. Which hopefully is most people. Yeah. I mean, neg- I would hope the positive Except more the so. Pathetic ones, but yeah. yeah. Um, you can let us know about oh this God. How do we and do the that? public, right? <laughs> there are multiple ways. It's impossible. There are multiple ways. No, I don't believe To that. get in touch with us. No. First way? Yeah. You can contact us through our Twitter account. Oh, my God. We're on Words for Dinner, right? That's the number four. So uh, it's Words, the number four, Dinner. You know what? That Twitter, I hear, you know what I hear on the grapevine? Yeah. It's the funniest Twitter on the internet. I appreciate that because I flail pretty hard at that podca- on that uh, Twitter account. So you can reach us at Twitter. Yeah, you can send us an email at wfdpodcast at gmail dot com. Oh my god, we have an email too. We, we are awesome. If you would like to leave a more public message, mm-hmm. right, then uh, you Do take so a at listen. Your own risk. Yes, you can take a listen to us at Podbean. Right where mm-hmm. uh, we host our podcast, mm-hmm. or on we are also available via Stitcher and iTunes. And if you um, do check us out on iTunes, mm-hmm. go up to that spot where you got the stars. Right, is the stars? Yeah, it's like four or five stars mm-hmm. total. Just go ahead and give it. Don't your fingers twitching? The reason it's twitching is because you have a natural compulsion to click the five star button. Just <laughs> allow it to happen. After that, you can just ex- exercise some apathy in other areas of your mm-hmm. life. Give us the five stars. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. It's a pretty direct mm. plea. I was going to say, if you feel like <laughs> it, leave us a comment or rate us on, on iTunes. Yeah. It actually helps us a lot in, in people being able to search for us mm. and stuff like that. So we really appreciate it if and, you can give us that. if you that. don't feel like doing mm-hmm. it, that, that's even more of a reason to do it. I see what you're doing there. Because we're I'm with that's you. what this I'm episode's about. Yeah. So we're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. We're on Podbean. We're on the Twitter. Right? It's possible. I'm thinking about doing an Instagram account for us. Oh, my God. Right? That'd be amazing. I know. I'm, like, updating us Ooh. to, like, 2008 Ooh. real hard. Nice. Right? Yeah. Uh, maybe a Snapchat. Oh, Let's Snapchat. get weird. Snapchat would be weird. That would be cool, be though. Yeah. We need a, we need a bigger... I'll, I'll, I'll say this. All right? I will make this promise. Mm. If we <laughs> get... If we get... Uh, four new reviews yeah. on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Four. Yeah. I will create a Words for Dinner Snapchat. Oh, my God. You hear that here first, uh, people. I will do it. Four new reviews, and we I will, got a Snapchat I will, coming I will, you. I will make a Snapchat. I will learn what Snapchat is. I don't even know. I have no idea. 
I will it's, create one. You know what it is? It's when a fish has indigestion. That's I, what's I, I don't think that's what it is. That's uh, it's in the DSM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll create a Snapchat for uh, for us. By the time we record our next podcast, oh, that is which mm. it has to be within that time. We have once every four nineteen months reviews. <laughs> I will do that. Um, no, it's once every month. We're pretty good. Month. We're pretty good about it. We are I'm pretty, pretty proud. Good. Yeah. Uh, so we got a regular schedule and everything. Cool, 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 cool. But uh, but yeah. So you wanna you wanna tell us what what this episode was brought to you by? Yeah, uh, this episode was brought to the or uh, brought to you by the Oracle at Delphi. Um, uh, the place where you should go to get your latest up-to-date traffic news. <laughs> also, the uh, site of the former priest of Delphi, Mr. Plutarch himself. Nice. Really? Yeah. He was a priest of uh, Delphi. Sweet. Priest of Apollo, the Temple of Apollo at Delphi. No lie, dude. Wow. I read that. Okay. Take it to the bank. All right. I'm going to take it to the bank. We are also brought to you by... <laughs> Who really cares? <laughs> Alright, that'll do it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. Nighty night. <laughs>